0: good. Glory to God. He's helping us, isn't he? Yes, he is. You know, uh, the further I go, the more I see how much his love in action can do in our lives. Amen? And uh, how much, you know, even like praying for our, our brothers and sisters this morning. Those are important things. That That's an important time to take. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, that was only three or four minutes. That was three or four minutes of love. Three or four minutes of love can do more than... 30 or 40 hours of unlove. Unlove. That's a word here. You're going to have to get used to it. It's unlove. Amen? But we don't have any unlove. We have real love. We have the love of God. And we're believing Him to show us more and more stuff. And... Uh, and this word to go forth. You know, the one thing I know everybody in here is glad about that I'm so glad about is that I learned God was a good God. Amen? Aren't you glad that you didn't learn about the mean God that hit you and hurt you and took you down? And huh? Yeah, the one that always corrected and never directed. Right? God does correct you, but He corrects you directing you. You know, he, correction's not a karate chop across the neck correction, unless you need one. No. Yeah, he, will. he will. He'll flip you in the back of the head, too. he gets your attention. But, you know, you may be going like this, and he'll say, oh, here. You know, I remember when Ramsey was a little girl, you know, she would started walking, and she, they start walking, and they start looking at everything, and they're like, you yeah. know? And they're not even looking where they're walking. And if you're dad or mom, you stand behind him, and you go like this. You know how often God's doing that to you? Every day. Because He's such a good and kind God. And he'll do it until you can walk straight, and then he'll still walk behind you. Just because he's a good dad. Amen? Amen. We serve a good father. You know, I was looking at the word last night, and it just reminded me, you know, of uh, people that have gotten angry with him. You know, um, we were taught in our house that's not okay. You know, (laughs) you don't get mad at God. You know, in fact, every answer that we got was an answer through God. You, we didn't get normal answers. Like, and the fact is, I was talking to Kim about this yesterday. I remember when I was, I don't know, probably seven, eight years old, maybe younger, I don't know, I was at Burger King with my mom. And I said, and somebody had flipped somebody off. Everybody knows what that is, right? Yeah. None of you all have done it, but yeah. And I said, I said, Mom, what's that mean with the middle finger thing? And her answer was, you're telling God that He didn't do a good job, that He created trash wow. when you do that towards another person. She didn't tell me what it meant. She never did tell me what the, what the world thinks that means. She told me what it, what, what it really means, and she said, you're calling those people trash. You're calling them worthless. You're, ca- you're telling God that He did a bad job. That's the kind of answers we want to give. Amen? Amen? That's the kind of answers we got in our house. We didn't get no, we didn't get the, we didn't get the answer that the world would give you. We got the answer that God, that through God, you know, so that we could look at it and see it through a holiness. What, why? Because that'll change what you do. Now, if you decide to get angry and flip somebody off, you'll think about what you're actually doing. You're not just saying what you think you're saying to them. You're telling God something. Huh? Yeah. Changes the way you think. Sure does. Amen? And uh, it did change the way I think. And we won't go any further than that. I learned. I grew and I learned. Amen? But no matter if I messed up or didn't mess up, I always thought about that. And it should always be a thought. Everything that we do, our first thought should be, what's God think about this? Amen? And And when people are angry at God, when they think God's bad... They're, they're, they don't think about what would God think about this. They don't really care because they're, they, they're, they're thinking they're in trouble all the time anyway. You know, with God, we're never in trouble. Yeah. yeah you, he, when, he, when he corrects you when he's done, you're not in trouble anymore. You know, in the world, if, if somebody corrects you or gets mad at you, and you say, oh, I'm sorry, and they say, okay, and then they walk away, they're going to come back later and talk to you about it again. Why? Because they don't have that kind of love where they just forgive and let it go. Right? God does. We're getting that kind of love, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to walk in that kind of love. Well, let's look at some uh, scripture today. The title of my message today is, Put Your Glad Pants On. (laughs) Amen? Amen? There's too many people getting mad. You know, they're getting mad at people. They're getting mad at the church. They're getting mad, And they think they're mad at people, and they think they're mad at church, but who they're mad at is God. Right? I remember Brother Moore <laughs> was telling him about a situation one time. and I said, yeah, they're really angry at, at you. And he said, no, they're not angry at me. He said, I only do what God tells me to do. He said, they're angry at God. And I'm like, you know, you're right. They're not angry at you. They're angry at God because God is who put that in place. Amen. And so God's always right. So being angry at him is kind of crossways to what's going to help you, right? If you're mad at who's always right, then you're mad at the wrong person. And, you know, that's, that's kind of how that saying, I'm sure that saying was well before my mom, but, you know, whenever they'd say, well, he's mad or upset, and she'd say, well, he's got the same pants to get glad in. And what she was literally saying is that doesn't matter that they need to just get over it because it's not changing. Right? And that's what God would say. He's unchanging. And when you try to change Him by being mad at Him, it's not going to work. So your choice is to put your glad pants on. Right? And to realize that He's always right. Right? Even if you think you're mad at a person, it's time to get unmad at them Because it's not going to help. He said, don't be angry with people. Right? He said it. So it's time to change. Right? When when God has a way, it's time to do it His way. Right? And you say, well, but you just don't... Anytime somebody says, well, but... They didn't hear what you said. Right? You know, it's like when people get mad. They say, well, I'm not upset about it, but you know. (laughs) No, you're upset about it. Not only that, if you keep talking, you're going to get more upset. Because you're going to find 85,000 reasons why they're wrong, and then you're going to go search the Scripture, pull some stuff out of context to back up why they're wrong. Right? And then you're going to get bitter, and then you're going to walk around with a sour look. You're going to look like you've been eating lemons all the time. Right? You won't even have a smile anymore because you're bitter. That's what anger that's what anger does for us. Right? And that's how it starts right there. Let's look at Genesis. We looked at this last week. I guess I'm doing a series and I don't know it. Because I keep looking at the same scriptures. <clears throat> Genesis 4. Cain and Abel, of course, brought their offering. I've already told you, you know why? Cain's offering wasn't accepted. Right? He brought vegetables. <laughs> Abel brought meat. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. It wasn't what was in the offering. <laughs> Let's not be confused. That was a Davism. <laughs> it uh, it was uh, it was the heart that made it wrong. <laughs> But uh, they both, both brought their offerings. And, of course, God didn't accept Cain's offering. And in verse 5, it says, But Cain and his offering, God did not look with favor. Right? It says, And Cain was very wroth. You know, I don't know who uses the word wroth. <laughs> but I looked through the Bible, and no one I saw that became wroth except God came out of it Okay. All right, like when they said he became wroth, usually the end result for them was not good, or they repented at some point. So if you've ever been "roth, stop it. And if you use the word "roth," can you imagine your kid coming up, "Daddy, I am wroth with you." No, nobody uses the word "roth. Let's go to the NIV) <laughs> But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. This is, this is what happens to angry people. They immediately they look like this, and they're angry. You say, what are you upset about? I'm not upset. Something happened. Nothing happened. Leave me alone. If I wanted to talk to you, I'd have talked to you yesterday. So not only are you mad at the person, whoever made you mad, whether it's God or somebody else, now you're mad at everybody. Somebody's made you mad. That's what angry people do. They walk around downcast. But you know what? The Lord's still kind. Verse, verse six. Then the Lord Lord said to Cain, "Why are you so angry? Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? What's he saying? Don't be that way. Don't be that way. I got a plan. Right?" You know, the thing is, is people think God put these in place to test them. He didn't put them in place to test them. He put them in place so they could pass. So they could do the right thing. So they could have the things that God wanted for them. Everybody thinks, well, he just wanted to see if they'd get it wrong. He didn't want to see if they'd get it wrong. He wanted them to get it right. Right? You know, the worst teacher in the world would be the one looking for you to see what you could get wrong. (laughs) Right? God is not looking for what you can get wrong. He's looking for what you can get right. amen Amen. he said he said why are you downcast if you do what's right will you not be accepted but if you do not do what's right sin is crouching at your door and it desires to have you but you must master it what's god saying he's saying this is starting with anger but this is where it's heading See, this is where you got to start looking at the way God sees things. He can't have you angry because He knows this is where you end up. Sin is crouching at your door. Right? We can't, we cannot afford as women and men of God to, you know, because anger is not a product of love. He says, "Well, I was angry because I loved him." Well, if you really loved him, you'd get unangry. Right? You'd fix it, get over it, put your glad pants on. Amen? But if we choose not to, sin is crouching at our door. The devil is waiting for you. This is his trick. You know, I'm, I'm convinced that the number... You know, a lot of people say, Look, you know, the number one reason that Christians get off track, they'll, they'll find you a thousand things. It's, it's other, you know, they, they see another woman or another man. They do this, they do... No, the number one reason is they get angry. And they get offended. That's when they get off into this other stuff. Amen. Because this is what starts it right here. This, is, if you look at the people that had a downfall, it's the ones that came became angry, and didn't get over it. Right? God knew you were going to anger. He said, He said, be angry and sin not. Right? What was He saying? Do what's right. Get over it. Right? Sin not. Be angry, but sin not. Cain, he didn't decide to sin not. He decided to stay angry. You ever been with those people who say, hey, I'm mad and I'm going to stay mad? If you don't like mad, you don't want to be around me because mad's what's going to happen today, okay? I'm mad. I woke up grumpy and I'm going to have a grumpy day. Whew. How about that confession over your day? And then they say, it's going to be Monday all week. So what? Monday is a day that the Lord has made, and you will rejoice and be glad in it. Monday ain't a bad day. Just because you're busier on Monday than the rest, why? It's because you had two days off. (laughs) Right? People that worked on Sunday, they don't think Monday's a bad day. They probably got off on Monday. (laughs) You mean people work on Sunday? Yes. Yes. Don't get into that. (laughs) We won't go into that. Never mind. Glory to God. Cain decided not to. He decided to go ahead and stay mad. And we all know what happened to Cain because he decided that anger would rule his life rather than he would rule over it. Amen? And anger is not something we want to get at God. He wasn't angry at Abel. He wasn't angry at himself. He should have been angry at himself. He should have said, what was I thinking? Bringing this worthless offering to the Lord. He should have redirected himself. He should have repented and said, Lord, I'm sorry. You know, we serve a gracious and merciful and kind God. He hasn't changed. Even in the Old Testament, even though it doesn't look like it sometimes, he was still the God of love. And if people would ask and repent, he would change what he was going to do. Remember when David counted the people Remember, he counted the, the fighting men and all that and made God upset, made God wrath. <laughs> right? And God sent the seer to him and said, okay, there's three choices here. What was it? Uh, anyway, there were three choices, and one of them was pestilence and uh, the destroyer. And the other two were uh, men of other nations coming against him. And David chose one of them which amazed me because they were all three bad. <laughs> People say, well, he had to choose. No, he chose one. He said, don't let man come against me. You know, if I'm going to be corrected, basically let, let, let it be God. And so the pestilence came and 70,000 men got, were dead like, and just like that. But then all of a sudden, he sent in the destroying angel with his sword pulled. You guys read this story? With his sword pulled. And he looks down while the destroying angel's on his way, and he says, wait, hold it. Why? Because David and his elders were repenting. David and his elders. And David said, well, you know, why sh- I'm the one that did this, Lord. In other words, what's he doing? He's saying, I'm the one that messed up. He's, he's saying, I messed up, Lord. I sinned. Don't make these people pay for it. We repent. And he's got his elders, and they're repenting before God. And guess what? By the, by the time they were done, the sword was back in the sheath. Why? He repented. We serve a good God. Don't read the Old Testament and say, no, see, he's mean sometimes. No, he's good all the time, he has not changed. Grace gave him ability in our lives that he didn't have in the Old Testament. Amen? His ability. But he's not a bad God. What if David would have got mad and said, all I did was count the men. Come on, God. I I counted the men and now you're upset. I'm not talking to you for a week. He couldn't have repented to him. Why? Because he's mad at him. You can't repent to someone you're mad at. You've got to get over it. Right? And he did. And in love, he said, don't, "Don't punish these people. Don't punish these people. It's my fault. Right? You guys remember the story, right? And then the sword, the, the destroying angel's sword went back in the sheath. Glory to God. God's a good God. In Ephesians 4 26 through 20, 27, he says, "In your anger, don't sin." Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. What's he saying? If you get angry and and choose to stay that way, it's not up to me what happens next. You just gave the devil a foothold. What did he say to Cain? It's not up to me. You know, a lot of these people that look at the things that God did, so-called did, they look at it as punishment. It wasn't punishment, it was result. Because God tells people beforehand, don't do this. If you'll do what's right, it'll all go well. If you don't, sin is waiting at the door. He's not saying, I put sin there so you could trip over it. He's saying, don't go there. It's not punishment, it's result. Right? He's saying, don't give the devil a foothold with your anger. If you're mad at somebody in here today, guess what? You're going to get your glad pants on today. Amen? It's time to get over it. It's time to get over it. If you're mad at me, I messed up. Forgive me, okay? Because I ain't out there trying to make people mad usually. I told you earlier, Dave still had growing to do, okay? Hebrews 12, 14 and 15 says, Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Think about what he just said there. He's saying without holiness you can't see the Lord. He's not saying you just won't go to heaven. He's saying you can't understand, look at, and discern what the Lord's will is in a situation if you're not following peace and holiness. Amen? It blinds you. Anger blinds you. When you're angry, you're not following peace and holiness. Anger blinds you to the things of God. Right? And and you begin to do things without seeing how God sees them because you can't see the way God sees it. Because anger has blinded you to what He's truly trying to do. Because He would fix it. God's a fixer. How many know if you got a problem, He is a dad of all dads, and He's thinking He already has a plan to get you out of it. I'll tell you how good a planner He is. When sin happened before the foundation of the earth, He planned a way for us to come out. Amen. He plans because He loves. And He doesn't leave one thing out. He, He went so far back, sin couldn't get back to it. And He's just like that in our lives. He has a plan when we mess up. He says, yeah, you messed up. You've repented. i got a plan now. Here's how we're going to get back. And it doesn't matter how bad you've messed up. Don't quit on God's plan because you messed up something in your life. Oh, but you don't know what I did, brother. I forsook them and I did this. It doesn't matter. You did nothing more powerful than the blood of Jesus. Nothing. Get out of condemnation and back into victory right now, because you didn't lose your victory. Amen? And you ain't going to lose your victory. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fall of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. What's he saying? If you just let these things go and go and go, that's a root of bitterness. Anger is the root of bitterness. And you've seen people, you've seen it happen in your own life. Don't even look at other people. You've gotten mad about something and every time you thought about it, you got a little bit madder. And the next morning you woke up and you said, you know, I didn't mean it that way. And they, t- they shouldn't have took it that You know, the night before you were kind of wrong. The next morning, you're not even a little bit wrong. And you have every right to be mad. Right? And you just keep going. You're like, I don't even know how they could say that to me. I don't know what they were thinking. The church shouldn't even be teaching that. You know, I'm not calling this person. I'm calling the pastor and telling on him. (laughs) And the next thing you know, you're all worked up. Next thing you know, you can't even go to that church anymore. You know, I I can't even look at them. And, And then you start talking to other people. I don't know how you could go to this church. Do you know what they did to me? Let me explain it to you from my viewpoint. Why do you explain it from your viewpoint? Because you can't see God's right now. You only have one viewpoint, and it's yours. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you only got one. Why? We're selfish. Our flesh wants to be right, it wants to have its way. It wants to be pampered. And when you're mad, it doesn't want somebody to tell you quit being mad. So, oh, you're mad? Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Tell me what happened. They did what? Oh, my goodness. And we don't. And we still let them go to church here? Oh, I'm kicking them out tomorrow. I'll get them in. I'll, I'll call them in the office. We'll get them out of here. Yeah, they made you mad, you poor little baby. Now do you feel better? Yeah, yeah. I feel a little better now. (laughs) You should have felt better way long ago because you're the one that's now messed up. Amen? Amen. You know, we don't want to be pampered. You don't want your flesh pampered. You don't want to pamper it. You don't want to say, oh, why are you mad, you poor baby? What can we do? What can we... You know what? You don't need a pacifier anymore. Right? Right? God ain't going to say, oh, you're upset. Here's your pacifier. No! you got the love of God. you got peace and holiness. You can discern the things of the Lord, how He sees it. Somebody makes you mad, you can say, oh, Lord, they're hurting. They're hurting. They wouldn't have done that to me if they weren't hurting. That Something's not right in their life, Lord, and I don't know what it is, but I know you're big enough and good enough and you love them and I love them. And I'm not going to stand by and watch this. What did you just do? You saw it the way the Lord sees it. You didn't quit on them. You said, oh man, they're out there doing drugs. They're out there drinking. They're no good. No, you saw. That's, a God. That's someone you made. That's your kid. And you want them back. And they're just hurt. Glory to God. And you saw it, and you didn't let a root of bitterness grow up. And in fact is, you, you worked on their root. Right? You said, here, let me take that hatchet of love and, 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 and see if I can't dig at that bitterness just a little bit. Let, let me love on you. You've been to dinner lately? Let me take you to dinner. I don't want to go, oh, come on, what, what's your favorite food? Let me buy you. Find a way to love. Don't pamper them. Love on them. Sometimes the best thing you say, you say, hey, I don't know what's going on, but you better get out of that because I can see it's not helping you right now, brother. I'll agree with you. Better make sure they can receive it first or they're going to say, you can shut up and leave me alone right now. <laughs> be the best thing could happen for me and you if I didn't go to dinner with you and have to even see you. <laughs> getting mad ain't good. Especially getting mad at God because you're not mad at the church. You're not mad at your brother. You're mad at God. Amen? 2 Samuel 6, let's look how to handle, how not to handle and how to handle getting mad at God. (laughs) First of all, don't do it. But if you find yourself in that position, this is uh, where they were carrying the ark. They were carrying it back to the house of God, right? And uh, how were they carrying it? Not like the Lord instructed Now, a lot of people say, yeah, but that was a lot of trouble. Uh, You know, they got the poles and the rings and the the gold and the stuff. You know, can't we just put it on a cart, roll it across and get there? No. Why? Because God put it in such a way that you could be near the ark. He wanted you near the ark, so he put laws in place so you could be near it. Right? (laughs) Wasn't? You know, again, what happened to Uzzah, what a weird name, by the way, Uzzah. What happened to him wasn't a punishment. It was a result. People say, well, God was just mean. No, it was a result of doing something. God said you can't do it this way. And they were carrying the ark the wrong way. They were carrying it on a cart. The cart tipped. Uzzah touched it and Uzzah died. Why? You can't touch the ark. Right? Anybody read about the ark? (laughs) Touching it? Not good. It's not like fire. It won't just burn you. You can't get near it. It's holy. Amen? And they didn't have Jesus or the blood of Jesus at that time. And Uzzah, he, he, you know, he was doing a good thing. You know, I just don't want it to fall. I'm going to reach out there. That's a good thing, right? And see, that's the way we see it. That's the way we see it. But it wasn't God's fault that it was on a cart in the wrong place at the wrong time. Right? It wasn't God's fault. How come God's going to get ready to give the blame? Right? And it says he reached up and because uh, in verse 6, Samuel 6, 6, or verse 7 actually, it says the Lord's anger burned against Uzzah. He wasn't mad. he said when, when sin came in the earth, there was an anger against sin. Right? He's not mad at the people. He's mad at the sin. Now he can't get near the people. Right? Does that make sense to you guys? He was probably mad at David for putting it on the cart instead of putting it where it's supposed to be, carrying it like he's supposed to. And said, therefore God struck him down and he died there beside the ark of God. Verse 8, then David was angry because of the Lord's wrath had broken out against Uzzah. What's wrong? He just got angry with God because he carried the ark wrong. Right? But he can't see that now. Why? Because he's angry. He can't see what's wrong because he's angry. And now he's angry at God. And the next thing you see happening is the, is the one thing that can never happen. It says, uh, verse 9, David was afraid of the Lord. We don't want to... See, that's what this teaching, this teaching that God will hurt you, God will do bad things to you. People are afraid of God. We shouldn't. He's our Father. You know, when I was growing up, I was never afraid of my dad. Ever. In fact is, I remember when I used to get working on a car and I'd mess it up, I took it to Dad. say, man, we need some help here. In fact is, when we were working on cars, we'd go to Dad's because we knew if we messed it up, Dad was there to fix it. Right? Sometimes it took us two and three hours to change a set of brakes because we messed it up so bad before we started. But I didn't say, oh, no, I can't tell Dad that. And then no matter how bad of something I did, I didn't say, oh, you know, Dad probably don't love me. I'm afraid of him now. He probably don't even love me anymore. What am I going to do? No. This is what anger does. It starts out as anger. You're mad at him. Now you're afraid of him. Well, if you're mad at God, you should be afraid. Because you don't have any help. Your help is at an arm's distance because you're mad. Amen? But David, he's pretty smart. He got mad and he got afraid. He said, how can the ark of the Lord ever come to me? Verse 10 says he was not willing to take the ark of the Lord to be with him in the city of David. Instead, he took it, he took it aside to the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, for three months. Guess what happened in Obed-Edom's house? What's well, what the ark does. You know what? Just like punishment is not punishment, it's result. Blessing is result. If the ark's in your house, guess what's getting ready to happen? Blessing. Where the presence of God is, there is blessings. Well, David's pretty smart. He heard about this. He says in verse 12, it says, Now King David was told the Lord bless the house of Obed-Edom. And everything he has because of the ark of God. So David went down and said, I'll take that ark. He got unmad. That's what you do. You get your glad pants on and say, oh, oh, I missed it there. I was mad at God. That's not God's fault. David, he didn't waste any time. He went and got the ark. That's what you do. You get unmad. Get over it. Get your glad pants on. I'll guarantee you he had glad pants on. Why? It says right here it did. He says, it says, So David went down and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. Yeah. With rejoicing is with your glad pants on. Yeah. Amen. David put on his glad pants. Yeah. Let's look at another one. 2 Chronicles 16. This one didn't do so good. Asa. King Asa. Man, Asa. He did so good in chapter 14, man. He was facing a big army. He said, God, we're nothing. You're everything. We're trusting you. And that army was defeated. Chapter 15, man, he's taking down all the things that aren't supposed to be there. He's serving God with all his heart. He's serving God so strongly that he said, hey, you live here and you don't serve God, you're dying. That's pretty straight, huh? He was serving God with all his heart. Then one day, another army comes out against him. He forgets about God. He says, you know, I'm going to go make a pact with the king of Aram. I've got to to have some help here. And all of a sudden, his help wasn't God. Hmm. And so he made a pact with another king and uh, didn't seek God at all. And in verse 7 of chapter 16, it says, At that time, Han and I, The seer came to see Asa king of Judah and said to him, Because you relied on the king of Aram and not on the Lord your God, the army of the king of Aram has escaped from your hand. Were not the Cushites and the Libyans a mighty army with great numbers of chariots and horsemen? Yet when you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hand. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth. To strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. What was he saying? He's saying, you were fully committed to God right there. And He helped you. But then you fully committed to someone else. Right? And people say, well, yeah, God gets mad when you fully... He he gets mad because you're now out of His hand. Right? How many parents I got in here? What what makes you more mad? When you can't do something for your kid? (laughs) That's what makes you the most mad. Why? They took it out of your hands. Right? Yes. They went and relied on something else. Took it out of your hands. You want them, you want them relying on you because you don't want to take it out of your hands. You have done a foolish thing and from now on you will be at war. And they think that this just came to pass. All of a sudden God just decided, um, let's see, because He did that, um, He'll be at war. No. If you read the chapters before, He said because you're doing this, you'll be at peace. Without peace, you're at war. Right? So he lost peace. He didn't gain war. He lost peace. It wasn't a punishment. It was a result. Right? You've got to see things the way God sees them. He didn't want this to happen. He would have chosen for Asa not to make a pact with the other king. Right? He would have chosen for him to do things his way. Well, Asa didn't show that. But in verse, verse 10, because of this, Asa became angry with the seer. The seer didn't do anything. He's getting ready to hurt the messenger. Right? He's mad at God. He thinks he's mad at Hannah and I. He's not mad at Hannah and I. He's mad at God. Because things didn't go his way. (laughs) Well, God, I've done everything else. I've done everything I'm supposed to do. Well, this person's telling me I'm wrong. That person's telling me I'm wrong. I'm just going to get mad. I'm going to go sit in a corner and I'm going to suck my thumb. He's mad at Hanani. Not only is he mad, he puts him in prison because he did what God told him to do. And at the same time, he begins to oppress other people. This isn't Asa. Asa's the God that fully committed his heart to God. Asa's the guy that took down the Astrophos. He's the guy that said, we'll serve the Lord with all our heart. He's the guy that had years and years of peace in his nation. And he got angry and now he's hurting people. That's not Asa. That's not even the Asa God knows. You know what God said later? Asa served me fully all the days of his life. God said that about Asa in this book. After all this. How can God say that? Because He sees better than we see. Right? He sees beyond your sin to who you really are. He sees the Asa that fully committed to him and trusted him in front of the big army, the Asa that took down all the, all the Asherah poles and said, you'll not serve another god. He saw the good that Asa did, not the, not the mistakes that he made. He's not looking for your mistakes. He's looking for you to get out of them. He's looking because he's got a good plan. And he's got a way out. And he's a good god. Amen? Asa... He didn't choose the good plan. And we all know the end of the story. In the 39th year, it got bad. In the 41st year, he died. He got sick. Well, why did he get sick? God made him sick. No, God didn't make him sick. He quit trusting God. It even says that he got sick in his feet and he didn't even talk to God about it. He went straight to the doctors and then he died. Right? You know, we can't be blaming God when we ain't even talking to Him. Right? You say, well, I don't know why Jerome doing all those bad things to me. How would I know that? I didn't even talk to Jerome. Right? People blaming God for things that God don't have any part of because you ain't talking to. Amen? You ain't being part of Him. <laughs> right? 2 Chronicles 26. Uzziah. King Uzziah, he was 16 years old in chapter 3 when he, or in chapter 26, verse 3, when he became king and he sought God. He sought God and then it says in, in verse 5 that God gave him success. Whew, that's good. That sounds all good, doesn't it? In 26.8, his fame spread. What was his fame? His fame was Uzziah is the one that trusts God. And God's made him great. That was his fame. It wasn't, oh, look at Uzziah the Great, Uzziah the Great, Uzziah the Great. If people start saying, you're great, you're great, you're great, you say, it's the Lord, it's the Lord, it's the Lord, it's the Lord. Anything good for me, it's the Lord, right? His fame spread as far as the border of Egypt because he had become so very powerful. Why was he powerful? The Lord. Why? Because he sought God, and the Lord made him great. And then in, in verse eleven, he had a well-trained army. In verse 15, his his fame was spreading even further, and because for he was greatly helped until he became powerful. And then in verse 16, this is this is where we gotta get up. And you know, but the, you know, people get off like this, and then they get mad because God didn't help them. Well, then he's not asking God for help. Yeah, you know, if you look at a lot of the people that didn't get things from God or that we, we look at as punishment, they didn't ask forgiveness. They didn't ask for mercy. Right. You know that when David counted the men and the first thing, the first thing after God said, you know, uh, pick one of these three, he said, I'll pick this one because God's merciful. He said, because he's a God of great mercies. He didn't ask for his mercy. He just called him who he was. Later, he asked for mercy, right? He repented. Said, don't, you know, that's asking for mercy when you say, don't hold this to their charge. Right? I'm the one that messed up. Ask. Ask. If you've messed up, ask for mercy. Rely on his grace, rely on his goodness. Trust that you're not in trouble. Don't be afraid of him. Run to him, not away from him. Amen? Uzziah became very powerful. His pride. Verse 16, led to his downfall. What's it say? Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit hmm, before a fall. Right? What's, what's God saying? He's saying there is a result of doing things this way and I have no power over it. People say, oh, he's God. He can do it. No, he put it in place. He's not changing. God doesn't change. Guess what? If he hadn't done this, the result would have never happened. It's like he told Cain. He said, if you do what's right, all is well. Right? How many know there is no punishment for loving people? You can't love people so much and people say, put him in jail. I'm tired of him loving people. (laughs) He is giving money to people that need it. He's helping people with food. I cannot stand it. Get rid of this guy. Only the Pharisees would look to do that. Hmm. <clears throat> so anyway he entered the temple to burn incense on the altar how many know that's a no no that's the priest's job and only the priest's job well why'd God set it up that way anybody ought to be. God set it up because he's God and he knows what's best right. yeah. well but he should what you questioning God you, know, you need to listen you need to read Job and he'll sit there and tell you say, were you there when I formed the world were you there I know, you know, don't question God. And he said, and the priests uh, said, uh, and 80 other priests, also courageous priests it said, of the Lord followed in. They they confronted him and said, is it right for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord? That is, the priest, that is for the priest, the descendants of Aaron. <clears throat> Who have you been consecrated to burn incense? Who have, who have been, who have been consecrated, consecrated to burn incense? Leave the sanctuary, for you have been unfaithful, and you will not be honored by the Lord. Uzziah, who had the censer in his hand ready to burn incense, became angry. Who was he angry with? The priest? No. That's who he thought he was angry with. He was angry at God and the way God set it up because he wanted, I'm powerful. What do you? I'm Uzziah. Do you know people are talking about me on the border of Egypt and you're telling me I can't burn some incense? I got matches? I I can do this. I guess he didn't have matches. They probably didn't have them then. I got a couple of stones and I'm going to make it happen. I'm Uzziah. What should he be doing? Oh, you're right. Let me kiss this carpet for a little while. Huh? But no, pride won't do that. That's why you get angry, because you're in pride. One reason. Hmm? He was angry while he was, while he was raging. So not only was he angry, he was spitting and spewing, and he was getting angrier. Because how many know, people say, I just had to let that out. You didn't have to let that out. You made yourself more mad. And you can just see people, they start out talking, and they're never... You know, I don't know how that works, but I am. Oh, and I could. Add, oh. By the time they're done, that molehill is now a mountain. He was raging at the priest in the presence before the incense the altar in the Lord's temple, and a leprosy broke out on his forehead. See, God punished him. No, that's the result of not doing what God asked. While he was seeking the Lord, he had success. This is the opposite of success. Right? People say, I just don't understand. He sought the Lord, and He was a really good guy, and He's powerful, and he He did a lot of good things. God should have just looked at that. God did look at that. That's probably why He didn't die right there. You don't know how merciful God was in this situation. He was in a place He ought not be doing stuff He shouldn't be doing, and He came out of there... But I don't see the place where it said, and Uzziah repented and asked forgiveness and mercy from God. You know why you don't see? Because he didn't do it. It says he raged and leprosy broke out on his forehead. And when Azariah, the chief priest, and all the other priests looked at him, they saw he had leprosy on his forehead. They hurried him out. Indeed, he himself was eager to leave because the Lord had afflicted him. And then it doesn't say anything. I was looking for that verse 20a that said, and he repented and was healed. How many know when you repent and ask forgiveness, you can be healed? When you don't, you can die in sickness. And then it says King Uzziah had leprosy until the day he died. He lived in a separate house, leprous, and excluded from the temple of the Lord. That's no way to be. If you're angry, if you've been in pride, stop, stop, repent, get over it. Go to your brother, go to your sister, make it right. Do not be so prideful that you can't say, you know what, I was wrong. You know what, even though it looked like I had the right to do what I did, I did not. Because if it didn't help and if it made you hurt, I shouldn't have done it. Fix it. And don't get mad. at If you're mad at God right now because you don't understand the way something came out, stop it. You'll see it someday. You'll never see it like He never saw it unless you repent. But if you repent, you can see it in holiness and in peace and the way God sees it. Amen? That's the way God wants you to see it. That's what He's looking for. Let's look at one more. Luke. Luke 15. You all know this story. Two sons. One of them decides it's time to party. Said, you know what? I'm young and ain't getting any it's time for me to party right now, Dad. I need my inheritance. And sure, Dad did it. Dad said, okay. Why? He'd already taken it. He'd already, he, he was leaving with it or without it because his heart was already gone. Right? He proved it by what he asked. What did he ask? He said, I don't need any more of what you got. I just need what you have for me now. I don't want any more of what you have. I just need what you have for me now. Right? And he took it and he left. And we're not talking about that son because that son came back and repented. <laughs> yeah. That son went off, messed up figured it out, came home and said, hey, I messed up, Dad. I sinned against you and I sinned against the Lord. And he didn't say, make me a son. He said, just let me be a servant. He was humble. He was, he was humble and he was meek and he was ready to take whatever God said. This father represents the Lord in this story. Amen? And the father threw him a big party and that did not make... Big brother, happy at all. Big party going on. Big brother comes in from the field. He says, uh, what's going on in there? "Ah, Your brother came home. Big party. He said, brother's home. All right. I was hoping he'd come. I knew he'd come around. I knew he'd come back. He had it in him. I knew it. (laughs) Oh, that's not what it is. I must have read the story wrong. No, he was angry and he wouldn't go in. Verse 28, Luke 15, verse 28. He was angry and he wouldn't go in. How many years has he been angry? How many ever long the brother's been gone? So I'd say this isn't just anger. This is a root of bitterness. Right? So now he can't see how the father sees it. He can only see it the way He sees it. And now He only sees it the way His flesh sees it. Right? How does His flesh see it? It says, therefore the Father came out. This is the Father. (laughs) This is your Father. This is my Father. This is God. You know what? I'm not going in there. You know what? I'll go get Him. I'll go get Him. That's just love. People say, oh, God, just let Him out there and rot. No, God wouldn't let you out there and rot. He'd come talk to you. And He'd say, hey, you're messing up. Don't do this. The father, he said he went out to him and then treated him. That, that, that's, that's a strong word, actually. Saying he, he asked him strongly, please come in. Please come in. You're not doing this right. You're seeing it wrong. Please come in. Right? And he, said, he answering said to his father, <laughs> Lo, these many years I've served you. I haven't trans- I haven't sinned. At any time, against your commandment. And yet, you never gave me even a kid, even a little goat. You didn't give me nothing that I might make merry with my friends. What's he saying? Him. How many me's did you just see? Me, me, and me. All these years, I and me did me and I. And then we did some I and me, and we did some me and me and I and you Me, me. And I did it all for you. Me did you. It's me and I, and we were helping you. And it's all about you, God. I served. I gave. I sat on the front row. I sang loud. This guy's been out partying, and they're making a big deal because he came back to church. What about me? Me, me, me. Don't even give me a kid. But as soon as your son... No, it's not even his brother anymore. Soon as soon this your son. Why? He's been mad too many years. He disowned him when he left. We don't disown people. If they were your brother yesterday, they're going to be your brother in heaven. And we don't give up on them. And someday if we see them, they mess up the rest of their life. Don't serve God, but they go to heaven and we'll say, man, I'm glad you're here. Man, I'm glad you're here, and we'll rejoice cause they made it in. if it's by the skin of their teeth, I don't care how they make it in. If I have to piggyback them, I ain't going to let my brother, my sister or anyone else go to hell. It ain't made for us. Amen. This your son, he comes home, Your son, not my brother, your son. He devoured your living with harlots. He don't know that. He made that up. Why? you got to make it worse. It's got to sound bad. I did this and I did that. He had harlots. How do you know? Were you there? Were you with him? Did you share one? How's he know? He doesn't know he's making the story worse. He doesn't even know what he did. He just knows he spent all his money. He could have went out and bought a big boat and wrecked it. (laughs) Riotous living. That's riotous. (laughs) We don't know. It doesn't say. That has to be added by the sayer. And the sayer made it... Because why? That's just the worst thing he could have done. Uh, Your son, and he's been out, and he's spent all your inheritance, and he... uh, um, Harlots! Yes, harlots! (laughs) And big parties! He doesn't know. And you've killed the fatted calf for him? What's up with this, Dad? Dad still has compassion. He doesn't even get loud. Doesn't even get loud. He says, son, you're always with me. And all that I have is yours. Why? Because your your brother spent all his. (laughs) Yeah, everything I have is yours. But it was meet. What's that word meet mean? It means just, right. It was right that we should make merry and be glad. For this your brother... remember, Remember how he said your son? No, he's putting it back on him. This your brother... Remember who he is. This your brother was dead and is alive again, was lost and is found. What's he saying? He's saying, your brother's back. He's serving me. Let's have a party. Get your glad pants on. Glory to God. Stand up with me. Thank you, Lord. Everybody stand up on your feet. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. He's so good to us. So kind. You got a song, Nate?